Poison Rana. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here from Poison Rana. You have found us on youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod, or you may be listening to us on any of the multiple podcast apps that are out there in this universe. Um, and we are here to talk about wrestling. Uh, we didn't do a show last week because uh, Braden Harrington and I climbed the CN Tower and, well, we kind of just wanted to recover after that and and not talk about wrestling for once. So uh, apologies for that. Um, we obviously had a multitude of shows coming out in the week over at Post Wrestling with our episode of Up Next, as well as stuff we dropped on the Patreon with episodes of The Sesh, looking at uh, the latest episode of Succession, um, as well as Braden put out a 420 special for Detox on this very feed. Go and listen to that. Braden, joined by Jordan Goodman and Steve Groesweed, uh, talking about, um, you know, uh, 420 culture, um, how they got into it, and just a bit about pretty much everything and nothing, as is usual on that show. Um, but we are back today. Uh, Braden is still recovering from the CN Tower climb and 420. <laughs> uh, no, he's celebrating his girlfriend's birthday. So happy birthday, April. Um, but I am joined this week to talk about wrestling with the host of What Up Doe, one of our brand new shows on the Poison Rana feed, B Detroit. Hello, B. How's what it going? What Up Doe? What up, though? I like to start my shows with the title of my show. What up, though, Davey? How you doing, man? It's been a while since we had a one-on-one -on -one discussion over podcast, but how are you, bro? It has been a while. Like, I'm trying to think what would have the... Yeah. Was it a, a Dynamite or a, an Up Next or something, I imagine, was yeah. last time we when did when we invaded the post-wrestling feed for Dynamite. That yeah. is right. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, I, I still feel a little hung over from wrestlemania in a in a way it's like it's like you know when you have christmas and you get all excited for christmas and then uh like it's like three four days after and you still have uh turkey like left over and you're kind of sick of turkey now and you're kind of yeah. ready to take down the decorations and move on and get back to normal life i still kind of feel that with uh with wrestling at the moment um where wrestlemania was so so much buzz so much hype one of the biggest wrestlemanias we've had in years uh and generally like really well received and then it's like there's no let up it just keeps on moving uh i've definitely found i've i've lost a little bit of interest in wwe uh since wrestlemania and AEW, although they've got some really exciting things coming up um it's uh yeah it's still it still felt a little flat and i, I i've kind of sort of Needed a little break in a way, but as we know, wrestling doesn't have seasons and there is no break. Yeah, uh, I understand the WrestleMania hangover because it's like uh, you get those up, up until backlash. You kind of you're like, all right, I'll check in at the next pay-per-view and see what else is happening. But that Raw after Mania didn't really help us with our, you know, our fix of WWE. But I, I completely understand what you're saying about the hangover. Yes, I, I get it. Uh, so how much wrestling have you been consuming since uh, since WrestleMania? You know, I slowed down a little because I did try to take in as much as I could with uh, Fight TV and all the GCW offerings they had that weekend. So I kind of slowed down. Um, of course, I'm keeping up with my NXT and my uh, and my AEW. 
But WWE, I kind of like took a, put it on the back burner. I haven't really watched a full SmackDown or Raw since WrestleMania. I, I mean, I pretty much know what's going on right now. I'll just wait, you know? Yeah, and and I'm I'm sure the the hype uh, will build up again uh, soon with uh, SummerSlam being in your your home city. You are B Detroit, and they they're, they're bringing right. SummerSlam to Detroit uh, at Ford Field. Um, question: Will we be going to Sid Gold's request room on the Friday night? You, of course. You know how popular that place has become since, like, you... Okay, you discovered a place I didn't know about in my own city. Thank you for that. And it's one of the coolest karaoke spots I've ever known about. But um, I hope that guy on the piano is there, too, when we go. Because we, we got to go back and shut that place down. Again. He's, he's got to be. Like, yeah, that that's, that's our plan for the Friday. We found this really cool... We were looking for karaoke when we went for uh, Blood and Guts. And uh, we found this cool, like, lounge cabaret style piano bar um with like a beautiful like you know like classic round bar in the middle and then you go to the back room where you've got this big grand piano that you can sit around and and sort of uh lounge tables and everything and this guy does karaoke on the piano so you can pick pretty much any song if he can find the sheet music for it uh he'll play it and you sing along and i think what was it uh i think i did some uh, like a piano acoustic version of Lincoln Park in the end. Yeah, yeah in the end. Yeah. You did what? Uh, Niles Barkley, I think. Yeah, did crazy about Niles Barkley. Crazy. And I can't remember what Braden did. Braden did Hotline Bling, I think. Right. Uh, it's amazing that guy can play that on the piano, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm definitely kind of thinking of some songs. I think the thing is definitely like, I like taking, you know, something that wouldn't classically be played on a piano and and trying to do like, you know, your version, put your own stamp yeah. on it. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty excited. And I'm sure a Friday night might be a little bit more wild um, than than the Tuesday or Wednesday that we went for. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm also hoping to check out, like, I, I missed out on my Detroit deep dish when I last went because everything was closed. Um, so I'm hoping to uh, to get on to Buddies this time as well. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of bummed you didn't really get a real feel of Detroit-style pizza. Um, once again, named best pizza in the world, best pizza city in the world, two years in a row, Detroit. Really? Um, yeah, eating wow. in New York. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I really hope you get to go to Buddy's, because Buddy's is one of my favorite pizza spots here. Any one of them, any location in Michigan is pretty good with the pizza. But um, there's a lot of other places. Um, it's a place called Pizza Cat. You should really try when you're here. I got to send you another like list of place, places to go. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to go back, because I think you, like, like Tuesdays, Wednesdays tend to be yeah. like the quietest days in a city. Um so fr being there on a Friday, Saturday this time, I think I'm actually going to be able to check out a few more cool spots, which I'm I'm looking forward to. And looking forward to to SummerSlam, first of two stadium shows we'll be going to this year with uh, Wembley coming around the corner as well, which we'll definitely get some of your thoughts on. Um, I just realized that uh, I haven't plugged my laptop in, so I don't want this stream to cut out, but I think this would be a perfect opportunity for you to to tell the listeners exactly what what up though is i see you're wearing your co-host's uh t-shirt right now um but, always important but you are dropping a new episode of what up though on this feed uh next week and so tell us kind of give a little description of what this show is and what you will be talking about uh next week 
So yeah, what up though is uh, just basically a show with two hip hop heads, me and uh, John Ceno. Everybody knows Ceno. Uh, we just sit down and like shoot the shit about um, hip hop and pop culture, movies we've seen, uh, some wrestling. But we, we you know we keep a small portion of wrestling in there. But we usually try to collate our hip hop and movies into the wrestling all in one. And we just sit there and kick it, man. Everybody says they like our. Uh, our vibe from uh from the shows we did previously so uh yeah it's just this is the hang with me and john cena kicking it about some some good music and good wrestling and good movies and uh that's awesome uh i've i've loved your show it really uh it really does feel like just a a hangout you know um i i love that episode you did with uh what's his name mouse is it Cino's yeah. friend yeah Cino's buddy yeah um, that was a good show yeah good show. i i shout def- out mouse I definitely want to hear more more guests on your your show, but I've been really enjoying it. It's a great addition to to our network and kind of doing what we've been wanting to do and sort of expand and be able to um, talk about like more pop culture stuff. And there's there's stuff that's definitely um, more your wheelhouse than kind of Braden and ours. So having you guys being able to talk about it is is awesome. And also just give fresh takes um if you're kind yeah. of tired of sort of braiding and my opinion on stuff it, it's nice getting uh fresh voices and opinions and both you and Sino are are very articulate um so we we absolutely when we were talking about starting poison rana you two were were people we definitely wanted to get in, involved because uh i mean we really got to know you best during the pandemic when we were having you on for for watch alongs and post shows uh, and all that, so uh, we we knew yeah. you'd be uh, you'd be very welcome to our network. Um, and you said thank you, thank you for the opportunity. I, I don't think I ever thanked you on air, but thank you for that, man. Um, like I said, I always say this when I get a chance to do a podcast with you guys. Inspired me to you know start my podcast journey. So whenever I got a chance to thank you guys, I will. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for for doing this for us as well. Oh yeah. Um, but you said you're you're going to be doing a uh, like a a mock draft with Sino this week, right? Absolutely. The um, Raw is, I think the draft starts this week with WWE, right? Starts on SmackDown, um, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So right after SmackDown, you can get another draft, me and Sino. I don't know what side, am I going to have SmackDown? He's going to have Raw, but um, we're going to do a draft. And you guys, I would love for you guys to tune in and tell us how good or bad we're doing. <laughs> Hopefully I can book it better than Sean and Triple H. Yeah. What, what are you looking for from this draft? Um, what kind of do you want to see? I, I did see sort of a a report out there last week that maybe this is uh, like going to be sort of more of the official start of Triple H's reign as now he can, he is still using the rosters as they were under uh, Vince when he was head of creative. So uh, we could see a bit more of a shuffle mm-hmm. than usual. Uh, I'm hoping we are because I think the last few drafts have been pretty it's just you know move this guy across move this guy across but i'd love to see more of a a shuffling of the deck and you know featuring some of your um some of your nxt call-ups like a a gargano or someone it's now time to like i know he's he's still a little hurt right now but uh being able to put a bit more focus between certain before certain guys i would like to see um the NXT call-ups done right for a change. Um, we haven't had a draft with Triple H input at all. So I would like, um, I'm not sure about Breaker. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure he has to wrap up that feud he has going on down there. Um, I would like for him to be drafted, but I'm I'm not 100% on him being drafted. I would like Dijak to be drafted somewhere. 
um, Apollo Crews to be drafted somewhere. And these guys actually utilize in the position that they can actually stride and be good, you know, because Dijak and Cruz show this week that they can go They're with great. anybody on that yeah. roster, you know. So I would love for Dijak to come on SmackDown and just be a monster somewhere. We need more monsters in wrestling anyway. So let's go, Dijak. Yeah, this this ain't the gimmick, though. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's it's very two dimensional. Um, not like I I mm. liked their match. Um, I I really liked their match on Tuesday, but yeah. also I'm like, why am I watching Apollo Cruz and Dijak in 2023 <laughs> on the developmental show against each other? You know, like Dijak is the big boss Dijak for some reason. It's yeah. different having those guys down there to like help your your like younger talent, but like. In a feud against each other, you're like, come on, what? who is this serving, really? Apart from just, you know, having a good match, which they did. Um, yeah, I, I want to see a few call-ups. That's the main thing I'm excited for. They We're normally used to them happening, the Raw after Mania, and they, they held off. They didn't do any call-ups, uh, I believe, this year. Uh, so yeah. I imagine it's going to be a, a big factor of this draft. But I want to see these, these call-ups being more than just uh we've seen with triple h so far which is bringing a face and debuting them for that debut pop and they're not really having anything planned you know um if you are debuting a bron breaker like if you're keeping him in this heel role because we've seen people do double duty before kind of finish off their nxt programs whilst being on a raw or a smackdown if you're bringing him up in the heel role that he's portraying right now in nxt um or or even as a baby face, I wonder if him being the one to take down Gunther would be, you know, I, I'm loving this reign. I'm loving Gunther. And I, I definitely, I'm a Braun Breaker fan. But <laughs> I, I think if you want to like cement someone, be like, this, this is the guy. Having him just, you know, Goldberg Lesnar at Survivor Series kind of style, just blindside Gunther, destroy him and win that title could make a statement i'm not saying yeah. necessarily that but that's the kind of kind of impacts i want to see these these people having um i think uh a grayson waller uh is ready um again once yeah. he's wrapped up this uh he's got the title match on this tuesday on spring break in i think that's probably his his farewell from nxt because we've seen him go for the title a few times i don't know what more there is for him to do unless they are putting the strap on him and I think he's just ready to go up. Yeah, I was saying, um, on I think the last one up, though, more talk shows in wrestling. And I can see Grayson Waller effect on live TV every Monday or Friday night. And it's going to go over. He's like he said uh, this week, he didn't need the belt. He doesn't need the belt at all. I mean, he's a he's a good character and he's really playing that terrible, awful blogger that you hate so much on YouTube. So I, I really dig uh, Waller going up. I, I can do I can do that. Yeah, he feels fresh and current. I think he does feel very yeah. like just uh, he, down to the way he dresses, the way his chat show is different using the whole like uh, Instagram live and that. I love when because uh, we'll be watching it on NXT and you see him go to it on Instagram live and then it's commercial break and you just lo- like log on and you can see everything going on. Uh, at that time i think it's i think it's great and i i think he's he's completely ready at this point um i i would like seeing Ilya dragunov go up as well kind of similar to to what i said with um breaker like 
you know that feud works, him and Gunther, and if anything's going to put someone over right away, even in loss, Ilya challenging Gunther on SmackDown like would be something I'd love to see. Uh, I think Ilya mm-hmm. is someone really interesting because he's very different from the rest of crop of people there. Um, and we've seen the case with some people where they really tone you down and, or you see like a, a Kevin Owens where they embrace the differences or again, a Gunther where they've embraced exactly what makes him special. I think if they do that with Ilya, I think he could be a, a big deal and really, really change the quality of wrestling we see um, on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, definitely. Dragon. Yeah, I, I think Dragon too. Any ladies you think uh, should make the leap? Um, I think a. Uh, I, I mean, I think the women on their main roster. You've just got this. It's two tiers, right? You've got your your top tier, which are your Charlotte's, Becky's, um, Bianca's, Bailey's, yeah. and then everyone else is down here. I, sorry, I'll yeah. put Rhea Ripley up there as well, obviously. But then you've got everyone else is your, your Liv, Morgan Liv Morgans, and, yeah. your Dakota Kai's, your Tegan Knox, and, and, and they're, yeah. they're so far below where you don't buy them. And I know sometimes a Liv gets a little bit of steam, but it, it's never to the level of those other women. Um, so I think this is an opportunity to have a bit of a fresh start. Again, don't have them just be 50-50 booking. Have someone come in and... and be strong, like come on, like be a challenger out the gate. Um, Roxanne, I imagine, is moving up soon. Um, yep. I think she's someone they want to probably capitalize on her youth um, as that's a big selling point of her. And she's so smooth and ready in ring. Um, the fact that they stripped her of the title, well, didn't strip her, but, you know, she didn't really have much of a title reign. Um, I can see Roxanne Perez going up. Uh on the heel side, because we probably need some heel women as well. I'm trying to think who you got in NXT. Um, I think that on the heel side, a lot of those NXT ladies still need a little bit of time to cook down there. Like your um like your Tiffany Stratton. Like she she needs a little bit more time to cook down there. I agree. You know, before she comes up. It's not that many heels when I think about it in um in the NXT right now, right? Like no. Gigi Dolan probably can come up, but what's her, uh, JC Jane or is that her? JC Jane, yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's ready either. So I think the heels need to cook a little bit longer, but most of the face uh, ladies down in NXT can come up. It, a lot it, of them. It's one of the things I always find unfortunate with NXT is when you have your uh, like your your tag teams, you want to do this the breakup so you can tell that story and have the big singles yeah. feud in NXT, but also you then go. Well, a a Gigi and JC would do so much better as a tag team on the main roster, at least to start with. So then you're telling that whole breakup story in NXT and then eventually we'll probably just put them back together. Because um, I, I see them working better like that on the main roster. Um, I think Caden and Katana are more than ready to move up. And uh, I would like to see some actual tag teams. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're hurting in that tag team department. So those girls can definitely move up, you know, and move and move right into that. Because uh, who has the belts now? Liv and Raquel. Liv and Raquel. Yeah, they can definitely go one on one with the party girls right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and what about men's tag teams? Uh, like I think the, 
I can't wait to see the Creed brothers on the main roster, but I also wonder if they, you know, could do more in NXT and just be there to like really help like lead this tag division. Because I I do enjoy the tag wrestling in NXT, but you remove the the Creeds from there, that's a big part missing. And unless you you have some big plans for them on the main roster, I'd kind of have them chill in NXT for a little longer. You, you think who, the belts are on Sammy and KO? Um, if you want to heat up some young tag teams right now, cool, but nobody's going to take those belts off of them. There aren't named Uso, so I think I would only if their their gimmick was different. If GYV was still the same, I would love to see the whole SmackDown crowd no oh, shoes off. They hate Gibson, but things are different right now. So I don't know how those guys are going to do with their contract or whatever, but I would love to see them stay and GYV it up on the main roster. Yeah. Just- I mean, yeah, they, in their like original gimmick would, would work great. I think um, they have slowly been shedding the whole schism stuff, but um, yeah. yeah uh, Sino mentions who we kind of forgot about Zoe Stark, who I think has been really solid in ring uh, and definitely come more into her own since turning heel so that's definitely yeah, a heel female jerry lynn as i call her yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh you could totally move her up uh frank brings up that the witches alba fire and isla dawn could drop their titles pretty quick and move up that's certainly a a gimmick i see kind of working on the main roster yeah. and again they're more than ready um frank also brings up uh pretty deadly could be good uh could be good fodder for heels on smackdown or raw I don't think they need much more time in NXT after this D'Angelo blow-off this week. Yeah, they're kind of similar yeah. to Grayson Waller to me, where it's I don't see them getting the title again at this point. So, And they are ready, both promo gimmick and and their wrestling's fine enough to carry on the main roster. It depends on where they land, because I would hate for the... Uh, I hate for Pretty Deadly to run into uh, Marseille... And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. those matched male models in the back, you know, in Otis. So that that'd be that'd be nice for those, those guys to interact. So yeah, send, uh, well, send you got a, you got a whole uh, war game stable, then, haven't you? Ah, a got, whole model war game yeah, stable. You got Marseille. You've got uh, Mansoir, Otis, Otis, and, and then what would be uh, Elton? Would it be and. <laughs> Kit Wilson? I don't know. Kit Wilson. They can just keep their names. Yeah, <laughs> they're already pretty dressed, ridiculous already. Yeah, they, yeah, they dress kind of ridiculous already. So, yeah, we can just do that. Well, we've got a whole list of topics here to talk about. Uh, do join Sino uh, and B with their draft on Friday on this very feed. Um, do, who are you? Uh, w- would you rather be leading SmackDown or Raw? Hmm. I would like to create the uh, new SmackDown 6. So, I think I'm going to go with the blue brand. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, some we we seem to talk about this guy every week on this show, but we're starting with CM Punk. Uh, it seems like he's coming back. Seems like it's pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, and the rumored Saturday show uh, looks to be debuting June seventeenth at uh, the United Center in surprise, surprise, Chicago, Illinois. Um, it looks like we're gonna have a bit of a. Uh, potentially a roster split maybe with CM Punk kind of being the the figurehead of uh, AW Saturday collision um, with the elite for now being more on Wednesday 
Uh, yeah, well, what do you make of all this? We've got uh, Chicago back-to-back. It's the week before Forbidden Door, hopefully setting up a match for, for Punk here in Toronto. Uh, but yeah. Not sure how I feel about the uh, roster split because the roster is already kind of split between people who usually appear on Rampage and people who appear on Dynamite predominantly. So I'm not sure about that, but um, I like it. Let's get more people in the ring. Let's get more ring time because a lot of those girls, a lot of those guys need way more ring time so they can get better and put on better matches with this company and make them strive. But CM Punk um, being back. Now, are we going to split the roster between people who approve of this and people who don't? You know, because he he causes a lot of controversy. I just don't want their backstage to, you know, take the hit because he's back, you know? Mm. That, that's my main concern because everybody talks about how good it is right now, but I, I don't want them to lose that morale because CM Punk's back. That's that's this is how I feel about it. I like Punk, don't get me wrong. I know they need them. They need to hear that in Living Color blasting at Wimbledy, but I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's as far as the like split goes, I I don't think you need to do a defined roster on each thing. But yeah. if you do have this is gonna be more of a, a dynamite level show, I believe. I think it's live. It's going live and it's two hours. So um, it's more, it's it's definitely going to be a bigger show than Rampage um, being primetime Saturday night. Um, but I don't see, you can keep your rosters split, but you don't necessarily have to have it every Saturday it's Punk and every Wednesday it's The Elite. Um, yeah. You can mix and match. You can book The Elite for a Saturday and Punk for a Wednesday maybe. And I think with your uh rest of the roster they can they can float around and as you said you you're used to seeing some uh some people on just on rampage and things like that uh by the looks of it punk is probably going to be entering a feud with jericho to start with um so likely going to be jas and punk on saturdays and uh the elite and bcc on wednesdays um that Jericho feud does absolutely nothing for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm for him to come back, Jericho. Um, I, don't know. I would like to see Jericho finish up with Cole first, but I don't know about Punk right now. I don't think that's the, the feud you want to go in with either. It, it's also, oh. I like. What are they? Are they going to ignore everything that's happened? Like we've we've all seen the reports. We've all seen Jericho calling CM Punk a cancer. And if you're working together, I would assume you would bring that up in the in the feud in the promos. And we know how both are like like mm-hmm. to uh, tread the line of reality in their promos. Um, but. Bringing CM Punk back in Chicago, that's telling me he's coming back as a babyface. Jericho is firmly in this heel role. How much does it it work having a feud with Jericho kind of essentially defending AEW against CM Punk, which is the logical story you tell. And if you don't tell that story, it's then... We're all going, sorry, the elephant in the room here. Like, are we just going to go Matt Menard and and Jeff Parker trying to recruit Punk to the fucking sports entertainment group? Like, it's, yep. it, and if they're going that route, we're going to be watching this being like, you, there's, there's massive 
things we're we're just like completely glossing over here. So the di- the dynamic feels really strange to start with. Like, yeah, it sounds like the elite just aren't ready, don't want to do anything with Punk at this point. I hope down the line that changes for because for me the for me I'd say you bring him in as a heel. Sure, there's going to be fans cheering him and stuff, but hopefully if if we've we've made this agreement he's bringing back we should be able to move on past all this and you know come in as a heel uh against your hangman page your elite that kind of thing but it still looks like everything is like really dirty there and people haven't made up people haven't apologized and therefore we're just well let's just create a new show we need punk for uh for wembley um, so let's just ignore all the issues because they're not going to get resolved and just move on. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. And obviously they are going to cross paths. They're going to be yeah. in the arenas at pay-per-views and stuff. Um, a- another report out there was saying that, uh, cause people have said Punk hasn't apologized for the, uh, he's apologized for kind of the words he said in the press conference, but hasn't apologized for the brawl. I believe and but it's also come out that he's uh he's been told not to talk to the elite which that kind of thing makes you think that there's probably some legal or HR stuff still going on and therefore that's why these parties actually can't maybe legally be on the same show in the same building and all that stuff at that right now but which is I, I don't understand i think they're reasonable guys they could just like sit there and have a talk about things they'll be okay you know i don't think it's something that won't be resolved in time you know i think i i think Meltzer kind of brought up a point about you know uh sort of punk side and ftr and that going oh well we'd be willing to work with these guys and it's i can see it from the other other side it's like oh the guy that punch me in the face is willing to work with me cool good for him well like maybe he should fucking say sorry to me first and then i'll think about you know putting my body on the line and putting my body in the trust of this guy like i i do see it like obviously as a fan it's just guys we all work with someone we don't like and we fucking do it and you're getting paid more than i am to do it so just you know do it um just do it but it's it's going to be very interesting to see uh over the next few months with punk and it's still like it's still a ways away it's not like he's returning in two weeks it's you know it's june um towards the end of june that this is all happening so uh i'm sure we're gonna have lots more to talk about still with punk and collision it also just sucks i don't have time for another two-hour show dude i don't know about you (laughs) and saturday is a rough night for a regular wrestling program yeah that's rough. They're gonna run into POEs. They're gonna run into basketball. They're gonna run into any major sport that's going on. Nobody's gonna watch wrestling Saturday night in the summertime, dude. Um, I, I, more power to them for trying. But I, hey, I will rough. say my counter to that is there's something on every night of the week, and yeah, and a lot of wrestling fans aren't sports fans. You know, I sure. I'm always gonna pick a wrestling show after over like a basketball game or whatever, unless it's you know raptors in the playoffs or something like that like it's there are people out there that don't watch sport and there's sport every night of the week so it's 
you can't create a new day, you know, it's got to go somewhere. Uh, but for me, it's more so it's a Saturday night. That's when like yeah. a lot of people go out or for me, yeah. I, I work in a bar. So just dreading it's like, okay, how am I like getting home every week and watching this show before recording Poison Rana on a Sunday? That's where I'm at. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be rough. Yeah. So it's a shame because I, it does sound like it's going to be a big deal. This show, it's going to be more of a dynamite than a rampage and yeah it's just finding the time to watch all this stuff but it it is a it it's good from like the the partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery that they clearly have a lot of faith in this product that they're putting on more and more hours of TV every week mm-hmm. well yeah I, more power to to TK for trying though mm. so uh let's get into dynamite this week we started with a bit of a polarizing uh segment between uh, three of the four pillars, um, which set up a... We're having a bit of a, a tournament to determine MJF's opponent at double or nothing. Uh, Darby Allen gets a bye for reasons. So we were main eventing with Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara uh, for the first time, which uh, MJF kind of screwed Jun- Jungle Boy out of after paying off Sammy Guevara, saying, look, I'm going to get you to the... Uh, to the final so you can face me it'll be your first uh like pay-per-view uh main event and um then you can lay down for me so but we started with this promo segment which uh i've seen a lot of negativity towards and i'm kind of one of those people uh b what did you make of this um it was uh it's kind of frustrating watching um them like force a microphone into Darby Allen's hand. I'm not gonna say they force it in his hand. Maybe he wants to talk, but he's one of those characters who doesn't need to say a word. Like, and to see him like try to get through these promos, and then he's got to go to work against MJF in the promo battle. It's like, dude, he's so much cooler when he doesn't say anything. And I just, it's hard to watch, man. I like Darby so much. He's out of four pillars. I think he's my favorite. I don't think he needs to have a microphone in his hand anymore. Um, Jungle Boys, he's getting better. Um, I think he needs to be trying his promos on Rampage or something. <laughs> but it's tough when they have to go against MJF with the stick, man. Mm. It's it's the hardest thing to do. It's, you can't sharpen your sword against the master. You know, it's it's tough. <laughs> so that that promo was really, really weird to watch. And Sammy Guevara... Um, I'm not even sure what to make of him anymore. Um, most of the things everybody was saying about him is kind of true. He's just been tailing on to, to Jericho this whole time. So his arguments toward everybody else, like, yeah, I did all this. Like, Sammy, we get it. But you've been <laughs> piggybacking off of Jericho for two Since years now. Yeah, you know, so it's like it's it's a little rough. That promo just didn't do anything for me. It didn't help anybody in that ring. Um, then MJF comes down and does the same thing. I like MJF, all right? He makes me a fan sometimes, but I'm just tired of him dictating what his opponents are going to do. I can't have him come down and say, oh, you're going to face this guy before you face me. He did the exact same thing he's been doing for his last three or four feuds. He just did it in the tournament form. So it's like, how many times are we going to see this? You know, you can I'm pretty sure you can come up with more interesting ways to get those guys to face off without MJF dictating what's going on. You know, I, I just hope they find another direction toward his next opponent. But I don't think 
this tournament's going to heat me up for the next pay-per-view, though, you know? How, yeah. how you feel about that, Davey? Yeah, I, I, I'd start off by... I, I kind of disagree with uh, Darby. Um, I've I've thought he's come across the best in these, like MJF aside, obviously, um, <laughs> because I think his style is different. And I, I do think there's, um, it's so different in a way that it does kind of uh, captivate me. I don't think this was as strong as his last one. I think all of them were stronger in the first kind of four pillars promo oh, yeah. thing. Um, the other two, I think, are weak. Um yeah. It's Jack Perry is always relying, and Sammy as well, just relying on a line like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Like, it's it's easy. Um, <laughs> I don't get all of this, like, stuff. All of them are like, oh, you were handpicked. You you know, it's, it's all these, like, I don't care. You know, I don't care if someone was picked by Tony Khan to have better booked matches or whatever. Like, it's, that doesn't interest me. Um, and I think so, like the content of Guevara and Jungle Boy's stuff has been uh, has been pretty weak. Um, yeah. What Jungle Boy says, Darby Boy's antisocial and rude. It's like, come on, dude, get get some better he's, lines, especially yeah, when you're going to have MJF yeah. just eviscerate all of you. Um, and I think <laughs> I personally just want the Darby Allen MJF singles match. But I do think the way you had kind of the uh, the dodgy finish at the end there, we're just building to the four way anyway, and therefore this yeah. this TV tournament is kind of pointless. I I kind of see through it, and it feels a little. It just feels lazy, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've had these four the the idea of the four pillars for a while, but then it's just suddenly happening. But it's probably probably happening at the time when Sammy's been at his absolute coldest. Um, which makes it less interesting. Like at this point for me, Orange Cassidy is the fourth pillar, you know, but he's yeah. kind of doing his own thing. Um, Sammy's stock really dropped over the last yeah, cause 18 months. How the hell does Sammy even be in championship contention? You know, because yeah. what has he done since? I'm not sure, you know? No. Um, yeah, so I can't say, uh, like the match was was good in the main event, uh, like, Jungle Boy and Sammy obviously both do some pretty crazy stuff and work really nicely together. I think the four-way will also be pretty good, but as, like, I don't get invested in multi-man matches as much. It, it takes a lot for me to get really into, like, okay, we're doing a triple threat match here. We're doing a four-way here. And and I just think it's it's stronger to do the singles. I think you also we know MJF isn't dropping the title here. This really feels like, okay, first big pay-per-view defense. Um, well, sorry, it's second. I guess he had the Danielson one, didn't he? But um, yeah. it, it's a real one to like just get you over double or nothing until we move to the bigger matches later in the year where you might actually buy MJF could drop it. I don't see any of these guys being beating MJF at this point. No uh, Darby is the one most likely to do it at some point. Um, but is this to maybe is this more of a like a backdrop to set up Sting MJF at Wembley? They could have just had MJF beat Sting down and set up MJF and Darby and let Sammy and Jack Perry feud until then. You know that'd have been a better way for this pay per view to go. I'd rather just see that. You know, yeah, like that's how kind of how I see it. I see maybe MJF 
with Sting in, in Derby's corner and MJF kind of bloodying him up during the match at double or nothing, which sets up for for like a retirement match perhaps at Wembley, which which would be pretty cool. MJF retires Sting at Wembley. I, I could dig it. I could dig it. Yeah. Um, well, we did have a, a championship change hands. Uh, the the oh hot boy. potato that is the AWTNT championship uh, just weeks after Powerhouse Hobbs won the title. Uh, you now have Wardlow joining forces with uh, Armed Anderson uh, to, uh, yeah, to recapture the uh, TNT championship for the, what is this, the third time? Is it? It's third time and none of them have been memorable wow. so far. Three times he's had that belt? Yeah. That belt hasn't meant anything since Cody left. Nope. It hasn't meant a damn thing. You know what? They heated up Hobbs for, what, three or four weeks with those vignettes? Yeah. You know? And just a slap him with QT was a slap in my face. Um, QTV is awful. Um, Hobbs doesn't need QT Marshall. I'm not sure why would you take the belt off him already. I know you want to heat up Warlow, but it makes the belt useless when you just keep bouncing it around. He's a three-time champion. He didn't need the belt, obviously. So I just... I, I'm sorry, man. Hobbs is too good for this kind of thing. Then now he's going to go back to Rampage now. Now I'm not going to see his matches anymore because I don't watch Rampage. So it's just, where do you value your big guys? You know what I'm saying? Hobbs is one of your only monsters, and he just keeps getting, you know, smacked down by these guys. I mean, not saying that that, um, Wardlow's a small guy, but come on. I mean, he just won the only belt that I can see him being in contention for any time soon. And now he doesn't have it anymore. So it's like, what what do we do with him now? What do you do with Hobbs now? Yeah, it it's bizarre. Like I think you've you've pulled Hobbs away from Taz as a manager mm-hmm. to go with someone just less cool. You know, like Taz Taz <laughs> is still like I like Taz. I enjoy it. I think team Team Taz had its time, but once that ended, these guys shouldn't be then just pairing off with another manager or whatever. And it's it's. Like this, this title means nothing now. At this point, we've seen we've seen in WWE over the last year how they have rehabbed these titles. Like the IC title means more than it ever has. The having just the one championship um, on Roman that means more. The tag titles mean more. Like oh, yeah. they've done a pretty good job over the last year or so to like rehab those titles. You can headline with the Intercontinental belt right now. You can. Um, whereas now it's like that in, uh, international title, which kind of everyone laughed at when it first came around. Orange has made that mean something with his regular title defenses and putting on pretty yeah. good matches week after week. Whereas like this since like, what? so Cody won the title and then was sick for like a week. So vacated it in very Cody fashion so you had an interim title, which Sammy won. They had the ladder match and Sammy won that. And then what? Sammy dropped it to Scorpio Sky, I think, who then dropped wow. it back to Sammy, who then did it go back to Scorpio Sky, then to Wardlow, then Wardlow to Joe, then Joe to Darby, then Darby to Joe, then Joe back to Wardlow, then Wardlow Whoa. to Hobbs, and then and now Hobbs back to Wardlow. This is in the space of, you know, Cody's WWE career so far like all that's happened 
And it just me makes this belt mean nothing. And I think yeah. for me, seeing this this Wednesday was like, okay, who are we who are we really trying to put our stock behind here? Because Wardlow's been a project since very, very early AEW days. They they he didn't wrestle a whole lot. They protected him quite well. He had a all the inner circle and pinnacle stuff uh leading to that MJF feud which was great until after the match because the whole mjf walking out thing and i think they've been trying to find a way to like capture that magic with wardlow again and putting in with arn i don't think is a bad move at all i think arn anderson's a great mouthpiece and absolutely and is probably going to help wardlow but it it just screams okay let's put our focus on wardlow and that's our project now and it's the it it's just that yeah hot potatoing of the title but and yet just... still he didn't need the belt if you're going to put him with iron that's his belt right now yeah you know you don't need the belt on wardlow you could have had him chase hobbs for another three weeks like you could you could have had the on partnership after hot like keep this title on hobbs yeah. have have qt if you need him to screw wardlow again and then wardlow's like i really need to get someone now and but he's lost the match. He can't challenge for that title again as long as Hobbs is holding it. And now you've got him looking for something else while uh, Arn is his manager. But yeah, this... I, I feel bad for Hobbs because I, I think there's uh, a lot of upside with this guy. Like, his his wrestling's pretty great. He looks great. Uh, he's, you know, a person of color on this roster, which, I mean, look at that Wembley poster, dude. Like... It's Jesus Christ. They're crying out for a uh, a Hobbs. You know, Scorpio Sky is nowhere to be seen for for months now because uh, his TNT title destroyed him as well. I guess yep. um, Hobbs is someone you should be putting a lot of stock behind. It's uh, you know, it's like they they're not sure. I'm not I'm not even sure how much like their um how much how many like people of color they have on their development team or any putting in any input with the uh characters but they're not sure what to do with most of them you know they got a lot of they got a lot of uh, black people and you know every color on this roster but they're not sure what to do with a lot of them mm. jade just fights anybody you know and she's been holding on to that belt and she's making the tbs belt look somewhat credible but her defenses mean nothing and she's doing it on rampage all the time i, I think and, that's the thing yeah sorry, sorry yeah finish no, no problem. But my thing is, like, it's just they don't know what to do with these guys. Yeah. They didn't know how to book Hobbs. Hobbs doesn't need that much direction. He looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just book him accordingly. He doesn't need a little white dude in a bowling shirt. Like, look at him. Like, he's no. he's can handle his own At least Taz might look like a badass. Yeah. He's Taz, you know? Um. Yeah, even with Jade, I, I really like Jade. Uh, I think she's just got that star presence and everything. Yeah. But she's in her own universe so all the people she's feuding with are most are like unsigned or on that kind of like per deal contract like you know she's gonna win okay they've got her in this uh this thing with ty valkyrie but it's happening on rampage so no one's really seeing it and jade just hasn't it, it it feels like cody was you know where he's just on his own island um she hasn't interacted with any of your like actual main AEW stars at yeah, all. Those girls don't even want that belt. They don't even look at it twice. And therefore it it 
it's like, although she's had this long reign with the title, there's, it's not like it's been meaningful title defenses. So it is, it does feel just like a prop at this point. Um, Pretty much. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see more Jade um, on on Dynamite because, uh, yeah, I don't watch Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something that happened on Rampage this week, which was uh, we've had the return of Jeff Hardy, and uh, he cut a bit of a promo here. And I've got the, uh, the, the quote here. He says, it's time for me to retire. What? No, Jeff, retire? Retire from screwing up. I'm here in AEW to end my career on an extremely high note instead of a depressing low. I love each and every one of you. We'll see and time will tell. The future's waiting for us to prevail. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, I I hope this is all true. Like, I, I obviously want to see this guy succeed. And addiction fucking sucks. But yeah. also, like, I can't condone, like, yeah, okay, you have your problems, but putting others' lives at risk, going behind a car, like his breath kind of stank of diesel, essentially. That's how much alcohol he was drinking when he got behind the wheel. It's happened over and over again. Like, I wish the guy well. I I hope this is it, but I feel like I've heard this before. Yeah, I I, I really do hope Jeff is okay, though, man. I, if If he needs to get in the ring, you know, to keep it going, why not? Um, if if him retiring or like working toward this retirement match, um, whenever he's gonna have it, if that's gonna help him, you know, start the right track, let's do it because everybody loves Jeff Hardy. I don't want to see this guy hurt himself or anyone else. So whatever. Yeah, and it and it looks like they're kind of holding off him. Actually, what's he doing this this compound match? Right? Is that the what's happening? I think I think that. Um, so. It- it's what him, Matt, Isaiah, Casti, and Hook uh, taken on the firm in some kind of uh, like ultimate deletion compound style match. So it's going to be a cinema match, and which you can kind of protect Jeff a bit. Hopefully, like we don't need to see him having those derby matches anymore. You know, no, um, no, and and that is kind of the thing with me. Like even though his AEW run's been very short so far. I've seen everything I wanted to see. I saw the Bucks match yeah. and I saw the Derby match. Like, a- am I missing something? Are-, are there other Jeff Hardy matches that uh, interest you at all? Uh, mm, I'm not sure, actually. Just random pairings this in AEW might be nice. You know, Jeff and Kenny, Jeff and Jay White, Jeff and um, Commander, Jeff and... Sure. Anyone, you know, just anybody who's going to make Jeff look better and he, he can make it look better. I'll, I'll take it. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure though. It's no, no one I can really see like, you know, yeah, I want to see him against Jeff Hardy. I, we, I haven't, I don't really have an appetite for Jeff Hardy right now. Sad no, to say. Me neither. Me neither. I, I know there's fans out there. Like you hear the reaction when he returned and everything, but just like, we've seen it before. We have seen it before. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess an FTR match down the line. I don't think we had that first time round, did we? Hardy's FTR. Hardy's FTR. Yeah, I'm not sure we had that. No, I'm not sure we had that at all. Yeah, we had the Bucks match. What else can we ask for? I mean, I'm not that crazy about Matt Hardy right now either. No. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, they can manage a couple. I would, I would hope Isaiah Cassidy 
more. I want to see Private Party actually be good, but um, one of them hurt, right? Private Party. Mark, Mark Quinn's Somebody's hurt. Right Mark now. Quinn's hurt, right? He's been out for a while, right? Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, but I'm I'm not sure what they're doing with those guys. Just just manage Isaiah Cassidy. <laughs> just yeah. take the Hardys and let them manage Cassidy, man. Why not? He's he's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but we've got this. Um, it'll, it'll feel like the pandemic again. Getting a, a cinematch coming up. How do you think a cinemax match is going to do? A cinemax, a cinemax is going to do in twenty twenty three though. This would be the first one since, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. ha- have they said when this compound match is going to be? No, I don't see any dates for it. Or like, I- I'd imagine this would be on TV, wouldn't you? Or do like. I like I don't, I don't think I'll put it on TV. I don't know. You put it on the pay per view, or like ring. <laughs> put it on rampage. Yeah. I mean, it's um, commercial free, and this is going to be the in the compound. I'll watch that. Yeah, I mean, as it's a, it's a taped show, so it, it's not like you're you're having your audience come like you don't yeah. even need to show this to the arena, you know, like just have two matches taped after dynamite for rampage. And then, yeah, this takes up the bulk of the show. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to sit in the arena and watch the screen. No, no. You're that WWE. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Um, <laughs> any other AW chat from this week? Uh, we had the, what the outcasts versus uh, Jamie and Brit, which was actually probably one of the better matches this week on, on dynamite actually i um besides the commander jay white match um i think that was the best match on the show mm. you know that's just me i well i'm not even that big of a fan of Britt baker matches so for me to say that's a big thing <laughs> but that was pretty good i mean the crowd really made that match everything and i forgot how good ruby soho is yeah yeah ruby, ruby can be great um jamie obviously is is awesome right now we're going to be getting into a bit of Wembley chat after this segment so I'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll talk about uh, Jamie Hayder a little there Uh, but yeah I I did like this I think Tony Storm is someone that I wasn't really high on I'd been watching for quite a while from um, like pre-WWE and I think she's someone who in ring has has really stepped up since coming to AEW I've I've quite enjoyed her stuff Um, I don't think Soraya is as awful as everyone makes out to be. Uh, she is still shaking off ring rust. She doesn't quite look like up there yet with your um, Jamie's and your uh, Tony's and Ruby's. But I don't think she's horrendous either. And I, I think no. these she has been sort of looking more confident. These tag matches have definitely helped. Uh, and it will be interesting when we see her have the kind of pressure of doing a, a singles again where she looks compared to her full gear match but i think like i haven't enjoyed this soraya run uh just coming in with the the weird promos start with where she was coming off as heelish and then after turning heel it's been very easy um just easy lazy writing and delivery and everything uh, mm-hmm. but i we've got wembley coming up and i'm sure she's going to be a huge factor of that and i hope she continues to improve and can have a a big singles match that isn't people going oh is this just happening because it's page 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought the women had a good showing this week on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm not that I'm not that tough on Saray either. She's she's doing the best what she's given, you yeah. know. So I'm not opposed to her just like sticking around and managing those and managing Ruby Soho and Tony Storm for a while either. Yeah. Um, I'm not so crazy about the name. The Outcast is a terrible name. Um, <laughs> you're not Outcast. You all chose to leave. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a little weird. The yeah. spray painting people is a little weird too. But we're getting yeah, there. They're getting better and did, better as heels. Did Ru- Ruby got released, didn't she? Ruby, yeah, Ruby got released. Ruby, she's the only her. outcast, yeah. Yeah, she's the only outcast. <laughs> she, and she's kind of like a reluctant heel because at first she didn't even want to turn heel at first, you know? So yeah. it's like they bullied her into being heel. So I, I'm not, not that hard on those girls right now. They're, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. They're the best um, heels, they, female heels they have in the company right now. So yeah. I'll take it. Do you, do you think this is... Uh, I, I think we're going anarchy in the arena for BCC and... Uh, sorry, who is it? The Elite. I, the I imagine elite, yeah. that's anarchy in the arena. Well, half the Elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think we're getting any sort of one of these big faction matches for the Outcasts? Because it feels like we may be going that way. Hmm. You think we can get a female blood and guts? I, I think that would be the move, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I mean, they, they want Britt Baker bleeding. I mean, what is Britt Baker if she's not bleeding? You know, everything she has is her bleeding. So, female blood and guts would probably be the way to Especially go. Especially because once Double or Nothing's done, you're going you're gonna to start having to build up for Forbidden Door. And all of these guys, like BCC lads and the Elite lads, surely mm-hmm. going to have big kind of... Uh, like New Japan crossover matches, and therefore yeah. you should really end the feud at double or nothing and and don't have it pull over to blood and guts. Whereas the women, obviously, there's less options there for Forbidden Door. So yeah, I, I think you do anarchy in the arena for the men and blood and guts for the women. Now, when it comes to Forbidden Door, um, are the stardom ladies getting incorporated with the uh Forbidden Door? Can they walk through the door too? I hmm? I mean you've got the New Japan kind of uh deal now so like mayu at, as of today is your uh iwgp women's champion so you could definitely have mayu iwatani in a match uh, at forbidden door i i would hope so i think now we've got more of that agreement i i absolutely hope we get um some of the female involvement um mercedes being a big one but maybe we, we can talk about that money. a little bit yeah. in the next segment um you did mention, uh, yeah, sorry, we had the uh, the Elite BCC this week as well with uh, Takeshita um, coming to the aid of uh, of the Elite. Um, it's it's the old no, we've got we've got Kota Ibushi at home uh, thing. I, I love Takeshita, <laughs> like don't get me wrong, yeah, like but like Takeshita, everyone right? is like, oh, Kota, 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 and it's Takeshita, uh, but he's great, and I I think this is uh, this is absolutely the right move like you are building yeah. this guy up you've had the the stuff with don Callis going on um i'd love to see if if you're gonna so you've got what four and four at the moment yeah like so sorry it's it's hangman kenny uh oh no hangman kenny the bucks and Takeshita now well is it's matt gonna be uh wrestling well, is it just gonna be nick he's been physical hasn't he yeah, I, I was scared of him doing those damn Northern Lights. Yeah. Um, 
Wednesday. I was like, what are you doing? You got a giant cast on your arm. But I'm not sure if he's going to be ready well, by then. Also, also, if it is an anarchy in the arena, as like ridiculous as a match that is, it's probably going to be, you can do that in a way and protect yourself, I would think, over yeah, it's a, doing it's a, a classic. Up style match. Yeah, yeah, you can just walk around blade and punch each other in the face and walk around the arena. Yep. Like, So I, I think he's, the fact he's been doing super kicks and stuff on TV, I'd imagine he's going to be involved. Um, yeah. And therefore, I think it's more interesting for the BCC to get Kota Ibushi. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to get Don Callis. Uh in the match? <laughs> no, he's just going to turn on Kenny. Yeah. I I can see You know, see that and I, I think that'll be the more of the swerve. I don't I don't see Kota Ibushi jumping in with the BCC <laughs> at all. Or maybe um Daniel Bryan beats him down or something, but I don't see him mixing into but this. Ibushi's you know. style works with BCC. And, Absolutely. And I think that means you can you can build more to your uh your Kenny Coda match rather than having them do the the tag because at this point I don't want to see Kenny in any tags. Like I'd rather see Kenny in singles. I don't know. I just think it'd be everyone is kind of expecting Coda to to join these guys. I think it might be a little interesting to do it the other way round. Uh, also, just his like with the DDT background, Anarchy in the arena is perfect for Coda. Yeah, yeah. We need him doing a moonsault off or something. Yeah. Uh, anything else from AEW this week? You mentioned uh, Jay White, uh, Commander. Yeah, um, I'm in love with Commander. Any match he he's doing, I'm going to watch three times. It's pretty much. <laughs> so you so you watch this three times? <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm not hot on uh, Juice Robinson at all. No. So Jay White on my screen. That means Juice Robinson is going to be on my screen, and for some reason, Sean Spears. I'm not sure how all this makes sense, but I'm willing to wait for it. I guess. Yeah, like they've completely fumbled the ball with Jay White, in my opinion. Like both times, both times yeah. he's been in the company. Absolutely. He, His original debut was backstage to lead to a match on Rampage. And that's when I think he was the IWGP champion. Um, and then now just, it feels like, you know, they're calling themselves Bullet Club Gold. Like, honestly, I, I went to the Impact show last week. Like mm-hmm. Chris Bay and Ace Austin, I take over these two at this point. You know, this is how how low down <laughs> this Bullet Club feels to me, and it just feels like, hey, people know that name. Let's let's go with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned it on the show the other week. I do kind of feel bad for Jay. I think it's all timing. I do think WWE would he have been WWE if yeah. it was six months ago, but with this this sale going through and everything, and it looks like they're on a bit of a. Um, hiring freeze maybe it just wasn't the time and therefore you've already wrapped it up with new japan you've already done your stuff at impact and like he's bigger than that yeah him under the triple h era jay white would have been pretty damn good yeah you start off who knows i mean we we still could have it oh yeah i mean he's he's a young guy like you can absolutely have that wwe run still that's not saying that he looks great triple h is a big body guy so Jay White, look, he's looking even more jacked. He's looking more cut. But it, but it's whether, like, so far I'm not having faith in this run and yeah. whether his stock drops. You know, coming from New Japan, like, immediately into WWE as a two-time uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, 
Like, there's stuff you can do with that. But, like, three years from now, and it's Jay White who's maybe held the international championship and he's had feuds with Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. Is is that as... Uh, would WWE have their eyes... Does, is that as... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Appealing, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. It's, that's a tough sell now. You know, <laughs> after after he loses to a couple orange punches, it's going to be a tough sell at WWE. Yeah, and I, I just feel like uh, Sean Spears, who we haven't seen... Like he he I'm I'm I might have dreamt this, but I'm pretty sure he returned in Toronto, and then yeah, I think that was the last time I seen him. And then he disappeared like, again, given the call, given the send off at the end of Rampage that night. Remember? Yeah, that's the last time I seen him. Yeah, and that and now he's in the front row doing like grading Jay White's performance. Weird, good match, like interesting clash of styles. I thought <laughs> yeah, Jay White match. and Commander. Yeah. Just I'm just watching it, going, what's going on? What is this? Yeah. And we keep showing him in the crowd like he's getting caught up in NXT. So it's like, what are we doing with Sean Spears right now? Sean Spears on his his 12th gimmick since coming Yeah, is to... he no longer the chairman? Is he perfect 10 again? I guess so, yeah. Jesus. He's not going to have that sweet, sweet entrance anymore then, so I'm not liking it. So are they just moving on from the Ricky thing already? Or I guess Ricky's partnering with Sean Spears to go against these two idiots? Like, what's happening? Jesus Christ. Ricky, 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 if you're listening, call Cody. Yeah. Let's see if Triple H will pick the phone up for you. <laughs> because you gotta get out of there, dude. I'm I'm not sure what they're doing with Ricky Starks at all, but he is too good for them to be doing this guy like that. And why is he not using the stroke daddy? What's that? You know, that was his he was going by he was stroke daddy in the NWA. Oh, why okay. is he not using that? <laughs> like that's if anything is gonna sell shirts, it's gonna be Ricky Starks t-shirts with Stroke Daddy on it. I mean, like, why are you not using these things? It's, what, it's What's also a shame ahead. is you imagine Jay White's going to go over Ricky Starks. And you've just had Ricky beat Jericho twice. Like, Jer- Ricky should be moving on something bigger. Right? Mm, yeah. I mean, Ricky should at least be having good matches with Orange for that interco- international title, at least right now. Yeah. But... He's taken so many L's in between. He's not even credible to have be in contention for those belts. So I'm, I'm not sure what they want to do with the guy. He's just did he did he lose to Jericho in the last? No, few? no, he 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 swept him. He swept Jericho, yeah. but now he has to work with Sean Spears. Yeah, and lose to you Jay see, White like, and Juice Robinson. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah it's really so. weird. He's going to eat a Blade Runner and mean nothing in about five minutes. You know, so <sighs> Ricky, you got to get out of there, dude. Well, you got to. I wanted to talk to you while you're here as they have obviously announced this huge stadium show in uh, August at Wembley Stadium. Um, It's going to be AEW's biggest show to date. Um, It's been reported that around, what, like 55,000 people so far have signed up for like the the pre-sale codes and stuff, Um, which like that's, this is a 90,000 seater, but like 55, that's, if they can do that, that's a great start. So um if you can be hitting like I, I think 60 should be the goal. Like that's like a huge success and will make the place look amazing. Uh but mm-hmm. ju- just Braden and I have kind of talked about ideas or matches and stuff a little bit, but I, I wanted to know your your thoughts. What would you book for this show? It'd be a good time to get Kenny and Coda together. Okay. Yep. Um championship wise. Um I'm not sure. Because they can go so many directions with that with MJF as the champion. Mm. 
Um, I don't want to, I don't think you guys, like you were saying on the last show, I don't think um, you guys want a crowd service. Just put this UK guy in there and, you know, make everybody happy. I don't think you guys need that. I don't think you need that kind of level of pandering. So I'm not sure who could face MJF, but MJF versus anybody is going to be, it's going to blow the roof off the place. There's no roof on the place. So it's going to, so it's Uh, retractable, semi-retractable. Retractable. Great, great. Um, Tag team. FTR Bucks could go again. Uh, triple Threat Tag Team could go. Uh, we can get Blackpool, uh, FTR, and the Bucks together. Um, Jay, do something. Uh, <laughs> Soraya is definitely going to have her own. Soraya, whatever you want to call her. She's going to have her own match, of course. That might be the only like, pandering to the hometown crowd. You get Soraya in the one-on-one match. But they put Pac on the poster. And he hasn't been on TV in months. So do you he think he's going to slip he? in there? Yeah, you know, is he going to slip in there? Um, yeah, what could you put Pac in? I mean, you could do uh, the trios, I guess, maybe. Like, Death Triangle? Yeah. How long is uh, how long is Phoenix going to be? He's hurt, right? Oh, yeah, he is hurt, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know what he, you do with Pac, got an ankle. Pac, really. You've already done the. I can't see him doing the orange yeah, feud he's again. Like there. that's kind of been done. Um, yeah, I I'm interested because I mean Osprey's been putting out in interviews, kind of hinting that obviously he wants to be on this show. Um, I I'm as much as I want to see it, I'm leaning further and further away from Kenny Osprey on this show. Um, I think forbidden. Osprey. I, I, I don't know if you get Osprey in a big singles match because this is a stadium show. He's not signed by AEW. And I, I think, as you mentioned earlier, morale, you're already maybe going to lose some morale with, um, with Punk being back. And therefore, how would you feel if you were in this, being on this roster since day one, it's a big stadium show and someone off roster is in the main event like it's i i don't know yeah. so i feel maybe we're we're possibly maybe gonna get more likely like i don't know aussie open and osprey against house of black for the trios that would be awesome yeah. that'll be like a ladder match too something has got to be a big crash and burn match and i'm thinking one of those tag belts or the trios belts are going to be a ladder yeah or some kind of you know anarchy something something's going to go crazy in there so gonna be a lot of blood yeah, I think you could do uh, Jamie versus Soraya for the title. I think Jamie yep. Hater absolutely needs. She's, I mean, she's a, your British champion right now. She should absolutely be featured. Absolutely. Um, it's whether you've peaked to Brit, uh, Brit versus Jamie at that point. Um, so I, mm. I, I feel maybe it's. Uh, I almost feel like you should have Soraya win the title before this event and have Jamie win it back in Wembley to get that big baby face win in Wembley stadium. And yeah. then you can build like, then you have the jealousy angle with Brit and that can lead you through to your like, uh, I guess full gear coming up towards the end of the year. I think Wembley should be the, we should be putting that at top priority and not like full gear or anything past that. Mm. So if you're going to like put all your cards on the table, you should do it for that, you know? So however you're going to, yeah, of course. Yeah. Do it there, do it there. And so you absolutely know that 
this is the heel and this is the face. Because yeah. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna boo uh Jamie. Nobody. She's gonna be so over, even if she has the belt or not. So you'll know who's the clear heel and face. So yeah, put them all on the table. Put that and, and Wimbledy and um, give Soraya something to do. I say, I don't know if you want to bring out your women's tag belts at that time. Bring them out then. You mm-hmm. know, I think um, the international belt has to be defended. Has to be. Um, who knows? You, the way things are going, you might get a Drew McIntyre on this. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? <laughs> you know, so I'm not sure. Do you? Um, uh, do you see Mercedes being on the show? She should be. I mean, she should be. It would make sense, right? Like you want your yeah. big names to be there, and therefore, like maybe that could be the Soraya match. You know, it, it was yes, they better do it. It was Mercedes who, like, injured Soraya and kind of retired her in WWE. So there's a mm-hmm. a story there to be told with Soraya's comeback and Mercedes. I think that's a match you could book non-title and then have Jamie and Britt. Uh, that would work. Um, and what's what's Punk's match? Punk. Hmm. ROH Championship versus who has it right now? Claudio. Claudio. I'll take Punk and Claudio. Punk and Claudio. Is hmm. Wimbledon? Yeah, I don't know if that does it for me. I I hope. Yeah, because I haven't been watching Claudio's reign at all, so I, I can't really say. It. But Punk and Claudio, or I don't know. I mean, it, it could sure, it could be the Jericho match, which is just so long because he's Jericho's got to wrap up with Adam Cole. I'd imagine <laughs> Punk coming back just before Forbidden Door, probably setting up the Tanahashi match that we didn't get last year. I would think. And then Forbidden Doors over, and then you're doing the Jericho feud. So it's probably Jericho Punk, which is, it is pretty big. Like if you're if you're selling it to kind of, you know, casual fans, people who are going because wrestling's in town and they see Jericho and Punk, you're pulling a face. I agree. Like it's it's not the match <laughs> I want to see. It's not the match I want to see. But like I'm thinking of my my friends who are checked out of wrestling who want to go yeah. to this thing and they go, what's the match? Oh, Chris Jericho versus CM Punk. Oh wow, that's that's huge. Um I True. I just hope like Absolutely. you know, Punk and the Elite can not saying be friends, but let's work together. Yeah, let's let's make this money, man. Because this show this is gonna be their biggest show. I don't care where you have all out or all in. This is the biggest show right here. Yeah. This is it. Absolutely. Because they better do everything they're gonna do because in the next two or three years, Maine is gonna be in Wimbledy. So Yeah. <laughs> You better do whatever you're going to do exactly. right now. Uh, I'm going to, because you've already brought it up, I'm going to skip uh, down a little um, because you mentioned Drew McIntyre because uh, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania. He's, uh, what, his his Twitter's kind of gone uh, blacked out or something yeah, right he's now. he's blacked out everything, yep. Um, so is this, I feel he's just, you know, pulling for a bigger contract and will stay in WWE. Uh, but yeah, what are the other scenarios? Um, AW is the only other scenario I can see that's worth anything. Um, I think it's the only fan base that uh be willing to accept him too. I mean, he's already got history with the Bucks and everybody else in that company, but I don't, I don't see him leaving WWE. No, I think he's he's at the point where he's trying to t- make his contracts as big as possible. Um, he's already got back problems. He's not getting any younger, and he's treated like a king in WWE. 
they did a whole pay per view for that guy, yeah. Clash the Castle. So I wouldn't leave. No. I, mean, I don't think he's leaving, but stay out, hold out to get that money, brother. I can <laughs> work. I can see like in like a year's time or whatever, Drew in an interview being like, oh yeah, there was never any consideration to leave. Like oh, yeah. I, I no. see him very much in that kind of Seamus, uh, Kevin and Sammy role where it's like, hey, I'm I'm treated well here. I'm regularly featured. I've got a good paycheck. Um, I'm probably here for life at this point. I, I don't see him being a huge deal in AEW either. Like I see no. him being featured, but I see him being like a shiny toy who quickly wears out. He'll probably be feuding with Wardlow and Hobbs over the TNT title and hold that. He'll probably slot, yeah. <laughs> maybe have a, a challenge for the title. I don't see him being an AEW champion. Um, I don't really see him fitting in. And I don't, even with two shows, I don't see there being enough time for him. And it would really be just bringing him in to have something on this uh on this Wembley show. So I, I don't really see it being uh, much of a story because uh, I do see him being with WWE, but may, might be wrong. Yeah. You think after he's, he's given some of the best matches of 2022 um, in WWE, he's not leaving that place. They're going to, they're going to work that contract out pretty soon. He'll be back on TV with a sword in his hand. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not going anywhere, dude. You know, if, it wasn't for Drew. I don't think I'd be a Sheamus fan right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because before Drew got back in the company, Sheamus, nobody was checking for Sheamus every week. No. Now I want to see every Sheamus match that week because he's going to beat the brakes off somebody. Oh, he's so, fantastic. Yeah. And so that triple threat match they had at Mania saved night two. Yeah. You know, so yeah, he's put it, put it, give him a blank check. <laughs> you know, whatever you got to do, trips. Make sure you keep Drew there. I'm not saying that he won't flourish anywhere else or he can do good in New Japan or, or anywhere else, but WWE is where it's at for Drew. I mean, I think it'll be interesting on Friday, uh, Friday and Monday with the draft. Um, that, that'll be telling. Like, if he's, if he's drafted or not. If, he, if they don't bring up his name at all and he's not moved anywhere, then I think alarm bells might be ringing. But if we see Drew's being drafted to Raw on... Friday or whatever, you'd be like, oh, okay, he's sticking around. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think he'll be drafted, or if not, he'll be drafted online. You know how they do. I'm not sure how they, if they're going to do that this year, but Drew will be picked up somehow, mm. some way. But okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What you gonna say? No, no, no. That's that's it. I don't have any more. Thoughts I'm still curious on how they're going to do the draft since we don't have GMs. But that's just that's just how I'm thinking about it. But true, you, you'll have the uh, the the boardroom of. Fox and USA, won't you again? Can we get the robot back? Yeah, and the robot, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the robot is going to be so Ruka, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Any any costume, it's so Ruka. Any costume, call Soul. She's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there was something that came out this week. Uh, I I was listening to to Post, and they brought up that um, that. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get this guy's name. Jim Miller. Uh, said that uh, Warner Brothers discover he'd be surprised if Warner Brothers Discovery uh, weren't interested in WWE content if they lose the NBA. Um, Fightful then reported yesterday that uh, that uh, this hasn't been the case and that uh, several WWE higher-ups had inquired as to whether or not that's something people within the industry have heard 
and uh, basically saying it's not been heard whatsoever. And Warner Brothers Discovery are putting a lot of stock into their relationship with AEW, as we're seeing with the expansion with All Access and uh, Collision. I listened to that clip and this guy sounded like one of those guys who, you know, when you say um, like, oh, I, I, uh, I podcast about wrestling. What? Like WWE? That's what that's what I heard from this guy. Because when he's questioned about AEW, he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I guess we can." He sounded a little clueless from my from my perspective. Yeah, he, I know what clip he didn't. He had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, he thinks all <laughs> wrestling is WWE, and yeah. therefore um, did mention about he he thinks Nick Khan would wouldn't be opposed to moving uh, Raw to another night. Uh, I kind of go back to my point earlier. There's something on TV every fucking night of the week. I don't, I don't see why there's a point in changing it. Raw on a Monday is so established at this point. Sure, if it can make you more money, if it's going on a different network, like move NXT to a Monday and Raw to a Tuesday. But it's it's 2023. We can record stuff as well. <laughs> like, no, that, that makes no sense. Yeah. Monday Night Raw is very much a part of my life. Mm. So you can't train me on anything else, you know? Like, my mom even knows what I'm doing at 8 o'clock on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it, it'd be pointless. Um, no. I don't, I don't think um, Raw – I mean, WWE should do any changes. I don't think they should go to Netflix. I don't think they should go to Disney. They need to stay right on basic cable like they've been my entire life because everybody knows where to find and Once you start moving things around, nobody knows. Exactly. And it's still like, unless there's sport on or whatever, it's still like the highest rated show in that slot. Even when the sport's on. Even Monday Night Football can be on and Raw still do a million. Yeah. Raw is just, it's like stapled at a million. It doesn't go anywhere. Like it's um, also SmackDown because like you can walk into a bar uh, here in the States and most bars like in Detroit, I'm not sure about everywhere else, but our... Um, our news channels are two, four, and seven. Fox is two. So if the bar is playing the news at six, they're going to leave the Fox on and you're going to be watching SmackDown at the bar. Yeah. You know, so that, and that's damn near every place you can walk into on a Friday night. You can't mess with those things, dude. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's just uniform to everything and how we live life now. <laughs> so just don't, don't go, oh, we're going to put it on Disney Plus. I'm not going to watch it. Also, I, I think Raw, especially with it, its length, lends itself to channel hopping a little. You know, yes. it's like, oh, I, I want to see what the Monday Night Football score is. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a bit of a blowout right now. I'll put it back to Raw. Oh, I'll just catch the end of the... Oh, they've, they've come back. I'll catch the end of the game. Okay, I'll put it back onto Raw. Yeah, um, that's how I watch sports in April because it's the NBA playoffs right now. So I'm I'm flipping... Back and forth. Even when the NFL is on, I'm flipping back and forth. So it's impossible for you to do that when you got a streaming service loaded up and you got regular TV loaded. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think it's probably sticking where it is. I I can't yeah, see I USA wanting to let go of Raw. Um, but let's talk a little bit about WWE and Raw. Uh, we had uh kind of the first real interaction between uh the Bloodline and Judgment Day. A uh, a momentary alliance between the two factions. Uh, pretty cool seeing like Rhea Ripley just stand up to Solo Sokoa, like the two uh, the two heavies 
of the, the two team. enforcers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think this could be like a, a little early tease. And um, down the line, uh, I, I feel they might have had these two kind of do this because the draft's coming up. I see them being separated, but has my interest for potentially uh, uh, war games come November. I think it's something you, you do the early tease now and you can heat it up. Um, or I also was thinking the other day, you don't necessarily have to do war games at Survivor Series. No, you know? they shouldn't. You, I don't think they should start doing that uniform. If we do this on this month type of thing. Exactly. No. So, uh, but yeah, uh, just the visual of these two teams looking together. I, I was seeing uh, a lot of people compared to the corporate ministry, which, uh, which uh, like tickled <laughs> me. They will, you know, uh, <laughs> it's true. But yeah, like I, I think both Bloodline and Judgment Day have had such a huge come around since its, uh, since its inception, and uh, I think Priest has been excellent the last few weeks. And yeah, he's been going great. into this. Big... Did you imagine Edge still running the Judgment Day? Not at all. No, <laughs> not even right. Who Edge? We haven't seen since uh, since Mania, have we? No. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna show up anytime soon either. Okay. Uh, at least till after this backlash cycle. Yeah. But but what did you make of uh, of this segment and kind of are you how excited are you for backlash on that? Uh, the I dug tag? it, man. I, I like the, um, the unspoken agreement that Paul Heyman knew and no one else <laughs> that they're going to join forces. But yeah, I like. Uh, I'm really digging the Judgment Day, and it's not just because like Gangsta Dom and Mommy, but I'm I'm really digging like Finn being the underboss and you know. Um, priest is the enforcer and this is going to be really crazy in puerto rico you got all of these like basically local talent coming together to come have this match this this is going to be crazy epic the crowd is going to be super duper hot you can damn near headline with that match you know i i think they will headline with this match um yeah yeah you should put bad bunny in the the main uh yeah well i like as you said and they've done the same with the bloodline is everyone's got their very distinct character We've seen yeah. factions in the past where they're just like, it's just more of a numbers game rather than different personalities. I think it has elevated all of them. Um, and I, I like the kind of, I like that they're a little bit goofy as well. They're not like Dark Order level, but they're yeah. <laughs> they're more of a Kurt Angle, you know, can be very funny, but then when they need to turn it on and be a badass, they can be. Um, yeah. So I, I've been entertained by them. I, I think it's absolutely working and, it did sort of wet my whistle a little. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, that's that's some sort of faction warfare I'd like to see down the line. Yeah, at least Finn has something to do. I'm all for Finn having something to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, before we uh, get away from SmackDown, I want to give a shout out to Xavier Woods, man. He is he is really good. Like he, mm. I would love to see Xavier like with a real singles push. Like a real singles push, like because him and Gunther Friday night was great. Yeah, like really, really good. But I knew he wasn't going to beat Gunther. Let's let's put Woods out there and you know, let's maybe give him like a small push toward the IC again. Like let's build him up toward the IC or build him or draft him to Raw and build him up toward the United States and get him that Consequence Creed gear again. Who knows? But I want Xavier Woods to be doing something. Shout out that man. Um, I love his his um, YouTube channel as well. Up, up, down, down is great. He's inspired me to do my own uh, 2K draft with my cousin. Um, so, man, 
keep putting on good matches. He was undefeated solo until he just lost to Gunther. Wow. Since like um last summer or some shit. Damn, okay. I think since oh no, since Kofi got hurt. He was undefeated in the ring. I, I yeah, I I think Woods is fantastic. And now you, you kind of want to complete the trilogy, don't you? You've had Kofi yeah. win the title, you've had Biggie win the title. It's you want that that Woods moment at some point. It's difficult right now with how prestigious that title is at this point. Um, but he he had the king of the ring. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'd love to see him get his moment at some point. I was proud. That was his dream um, to be king of the ring. Yeah. He said he, since he's, he was a kid, he wanted to be king of the ring. So at least he's got that accomplished. But I can see him um, potentially, him in theory, having great matches too. So let's build him up for that United States. But like I said, get him that consequences gear back. Get the fro back out, baby. Mm. Let's go Creed. <laughs> Uh, we had Trish Stratus' first uh, heel promo in about, what, 18 years? Something like that? Oh, Jesus. Um, it was great. Trish coming out, uh, rocking the the black trench coat and cowboy hat. Uh, Brock was like, I see. I, I I see what you're doing there. I like that. And yeah, did yes. the same. Who wore it better? <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you make of, of this? Trish kind of back in this this heel role or just out there on her own explaining her actions uh etc i liked it um it was different i didn't see trish turning you know everybody's expecting becky to turn on trish but i did not see that coming at all but i can i can dig her and uh i can dig becky and trish you know i, I think bex have has like no other competition right yeah. now like nobody's at the at the level that they can like stand in front of becky as a heel and like be credible so you had to reach down and get trish out of there so i'm i'm digging it plus um the costume department has to like the up their trench coat cowboy hat uh <laughs> because yeah. her and brock are just gonna wear them all. <laughs> but exactly. yeah I, I really liked it though i really liked it yeah i i thought she she sounded good she kind of warmed up into it she seemed a little nervous at first and then yep. got a bit more confident um and yet you're right it's kind of what we said earlier about just like such a divide between the tiers of women where becky if you're not gonna have her challenged for a title i mean i i think becky Rhea down the line is something obviously you can do which would be pretty big but if she's not in the title picture at the moment how are you going to keep her busy so bringing back a trish stratus makes sense i do think trish is um at this point more solid in the ring than lita um so I, I think they could have a pretty good match. Um, I listened to her on After Bell with Corey Graves just before recording this. And it was kind of, I, I quite enjoyed how she was sort of, you know, skirting the real life and, and kayfabe thing. Um, okay. And just, just driving, kind of solidifying her promo saying, look, look, like women's wrestling was nothing. I was the one who was going hey, I want to train with the boys. I was the one who was like, I want to punch someone in the face rather than pull their hair and goes into how like the women would kept be kept on being told like, no, the fans want to see you do that like cat fighting thing. They want that. And apparently it was at live shows where Fit Finley would, you know, produce most of the, the women's matches where he was just like, just do it. Just if you want to punch someone in the face, punch it. And... She said it really stepped up once Victoria came into the company as well and was advocating for Victoria to join the Hall of Fame. She said, she said, like, uh, I love Tori Wilson and 
Stacey Keebler. Uh, but this is a wrestling company, and essentially the fact that they're in the Hall of Fame and Victoria is not is is a massive oversight. Mm. So I, I liked it. I found it a pretty interesting interview, and she sounded pretty motivated as well. So she's someone who it seems to be willing to come back as long as, you know, what's the creative, what's the plan? Uh, does this look like something I can get my teeth into? And she yeah. said the little interaction with her and Becky in, uh, I think, Toronto last year made her be like, oh, this is something that could work. So I'm actually quite yeah. excited to see. Like, Trish is one of my... She was the first... She said the line of your childhood fantasy, like, Trish Stratus was the first poster of a woman I had on my wall at home. I'm I'm first yeah. to admit that. So, like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. And she still looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I can dig it. I, I completely agree with her when she says that Victoria should be in the hall. Yeah. Because you remember, you were, we were watching wrestling at the same time as, as uh, kids, but it was a difference when Victoria came in, you know, because it's like, oh, no, she's, she's here to wrestle. She's not here to pull hair and have a bra and panties match, even though she had to do, she had to do business. But she was ready to throw them around out there. And of course she needs to be in the hall. It's a couple more ladies who need to be in the hall that, that um actually tried to put on good matches and they need their respect. But yeah, Victoria and Gail Kim should be in the hall of fame. Gail Kim isn't either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, I mean, she's in the impact hall of fame, yeah. but she needs to be in the WWE hall of fame. If not, because I mean, she didn't have a big of a run as she did in impact. But when she was in WWE, it was, like I said, it was like, okay, this is one of the ladies who are here to put on a good match. She's not here to just strip off her shirt. You know, she's no. not HLA. She's not bra and panties, mud matches, stuff like that. She's here to put on a good match. And you also have to think, even if it's not what they've done in WWE, but how they have influenced other women who are killing it now, like the Absolutely. impact they've had on the business. Uh, yeah, like those two 100% should be in there. Um, yeah. Just jazz as well. Jazz as well, yeah. Um, you mentioned about, yeah, like mud wrestling and bra and panties and things. It's something Trish said, like she was uh, trying to do, you know, more wrestling matches and then, oh, you're mm-hmm. in a, a gravy bowl match. And so she was like, okay, well, how can we make the kill this as much as possible? And it's like, fucking throw me off the stage into it. And so like you, yep. <laughs> you'd, I'd love to see like prime Trish in like today's era to see like how much further she could have gone and obviously you're always like better better opponents are always going to improve you as well but i think becky trish it does kind of have my interest absolutely yeah yeah i I think trish has been waiting to get in the ring with people who actually want to you know put on these type of matches that she's always wanted to do her whole career so this is probably a dream come true for trish right now but i just like you said i wish we can get prime trish in there and prime leader in there and man, those women could have put on some great matches. So Trish and Becky has our interest. Does Seth versus Omos have your interest? The greatest wrestler in WWE, Omos. That's my interest. You know, you know what? I'm I'm not as tough on Omos as everybody else. You gotta think, dude. He's a giant who got tossed in the fire. Yeah. You don't usually do your big guys like that. You protect them as much as possible. He got tossed in the fire. He was just a funny guy at the door at uh, Raw Underground for like a couple weeks, you know? And then he kind of 
maneuvered his way into getting in the ring and but he's a naturally hilarious guy <laughs> so it's it's tough for me to take him as like this big monster because he's so funny when he's not like on screen and stuff but it's like i'm not sure man i, I can't help but love Omar. so seth is going to make him look like a million bucks so i can't wait for this match i would say as well though like tossed in the fire he joined wwe in january 2019 you know He was training for 18 months before he made it to Raw and was with AJ. He was protected. He was in AJ's corner for a long time before doing, like, these singles matches and stuff. So, I don't know. I I think, obviously, a guy that size, like, he's so big. Like, it's we're used to seeing giants in wrestling, but this guy is is something else. Like, there's going to be limitations to it. And I I did kind of actually get into the Brock match this year. Um, Right. Yeah, just like weird because they've announced this and it's been like it i thought it was that uh do you follow that twitter which is just like match generator it's like a random match yeah. generator every day <laughs> i honestly thought that's what it was because why why is this match happening i don't know where yeah I, I have no idea why it's happening and i didn't really watch the full smackdown to even know why they announced it um i think they just threw up the graphic did they not they had to did Seth just want a match? He said, hey, just put me in a match. I'm not sure how well, this happened. Raw guys, so we haven't even seen why this is happening yet. They had no interaction between each other. No. So, I, I don't know, dude. I, like I said, Seth's going to make him look great. Yeah. It's nobody Seth can have a bad match with. Seth Seth is one of the greats in the ring right now. So, so yeah. I did see a a rumor, and that could possibly explain why this is happening. Uh, because mm-hmm. Seth is like maybe you're like one B in the company potentially, or one C maybe behind Rome uh, behind Cody. Um, I saw that potentially Omos Roman at Night of Champions. Ugh. Don't don't do that. No, don't do that. But if if that is don't what do they're that. doing, maybe that's why. You're gonna have Omos go over. Seth. Nobody wants that though. Nobody wants Omos and Roman no, at all. No, two heels. Yeah, it, it nobody's gonna get behind Omos as a face either. No. Yeah, who's who's gonna take seven foot two Omos as a baby? Face? I mean, it would be Roman de facto baby face in that, wouldn't it? Because he's just yeah, cooler and more over. But it, bizarre. MVP is good, but I don't think he can sell Omos and and uh, Roman. MVP, I'd just like to see MVP versus Paul Heyman in a promo battle. Yeah. That's pretty much the yeah. whole thing. That's the whole feud. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm interested. Seth is if one of, if not your best wrestler on the roster. Uh, I am curious what he can get out of an Omos, but this just, it, it sounds absolutely bizarre, but. Seth's going to make him look great. Yeah. You, you better believe that. Omos is best match Seth's going to take everything that Omos gives him. Omos is going to be the best base you've ever seen in your life because he's the biggest base you've ever yeah. seen in your life. So yeah, he's going to Phoenix. He's going to actually hit a Phoenix splash this time on Omos because he <laughs> never lands it. So True. it's going to be a great match. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. I I am weirdly curious. Uh, maybe yeah, not for the right reasons, but I am. Puerto Rico is going to be singing Seth's theme the entire time. So yeah, what else can we act? They'll have fun. Um, yeah. yeah. And then we do have Night of Champions uh, coming up after Backlash in Saudi Arabia. This was originally going to be King and Queen of the Ring, um, but they they changed the name. And then um, on Wrestling Observer Newsletter, 
um, Dave wrote that regarding the reason the show in Saudi Arabia was changed from King and Queen of the Ring to Night of Champions was a booking decision. We were told it will become obvious why after the Puerto Rico show and in the build to the show. Uh, what do you make of that? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't think they wanted to crown any kings in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. What what can you see possibly that can turn into Night of the Champions? Because Night of the Champions essentially everybody's defending their belts. Everyone's right? defending their belts is the idea. Um what possibly happen at, uh know. makes me maybe think, uh unfortunately, because I, I don't like this idea, but Roman defending both his titles separately. Uh, well, that'd be a way to split the belts. It will. I just, I don't want them to split the belts. I want them to unify them. Yeah, I mean, they, they essentially yeah. are unified, but you want like a brand new belt. like a I want a brand belt. new belt. I'm, I'm kind of sick of the, 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 the blue belt. Yeah. I don't think it looks good at all. I, I don't like colored straps that's that bright. No. You know what I'm saying? So... Either we get a new belt. Um, maybe Triple H wants to design new belts under his reign well, because there were you know, talks that there were talks that uh, Triple H had approved of a new title, which would make me think that. maybe it's a unified one. Um, mm. And I can imagine it maybe having a bit more classic look if it's uh, with Triple H's decision. Um, yeah. I mean, we're se- the company is so so. It could be time to rebrand all the belts. You know, I mean, we got pretty much all new belts besides those. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everybody every belt looks pretty good besides the main the main belts, ones. So. Yeah, yeah, the Intercontinental grew on me. Um, the United States United States belt is beautiful to me. Mm. To me, um, everything else is pretty good, but that main title, the UK belt, looks better than the main. Oh title. yeah, you yeah, know? I so, agree. Um, yeah, I I do kind of think the the way that that's kind of worded though. Um, and going with the Knight of Champions. I mean, we saw it before with, what was it? Uh, Seth Rollins defended his titles back-to-back, didn't he? A few yep. years ago against Sting and Cena. Um, yeah, I I, I really, I, I think this title has never meant more as it's been unified and been together. And I think it's when you eventually have that guy beat Roman, it should mean something and it should be taking both those straps off of him. And that's when you can have the new championship moving forward. Just splitting them, just uh, it makes it, it's like, you know, when, remember when people would leave NXT as champions, so they just vacate the title and you're like, ah, well, that's just kind of like lazy. And I I just don't think it would mean as much, but I do from the wording of, uh, saying like there's a big booking reason why it's going to be Knight of Champions with a draft coming up. I can see them maybe wanting to go back to trying to to do the defined split rosters with the champion both sides. I don't think you need to. As you said earlier, you can main event with the IC title at this point because that title means yeah. something. You can put... You know what? I don't think about it. You would have to... Um, you would have to make new tag belts too. Tag belts, yeah. Yeah, you would have to make new tag belts yeah. because, you know, and it's not an even it's not enough tag teams to go around between two rosters. So no. we, I hope in this draft we like get that clarified that hey, these the champions are going to be going both, and that's how it always should be. Yeah, you had that raw after mania. You had the like 
segment between Rhea and Bianca, like unify that as well. Have yeah. and that way, if you're you're trying to appease your USA's and your Foxes, that means you have well at the moment we can have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, and let's say Rhea Ripley. They're like your big big stars. They're on both brands whilst they're champions. You know that's 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 a good well, core maybe. of people. Maybe that's the thing, Davey. Maybe they're going to announce that these belts are unifying. And we're going to have, you know, maybe that's the big announcement. Oh. Because, you know, because then that's, like I said, that's four new belts. <laughs> so so you, only got, you only got three tag teams on each show right now. So it's no reason to even have the split between the both. So one belt for the entire brand. Bam, that might that might that could be, so, but that's also it's all speculation. So, do you it, think it could be it. doing Rhea and Bianca at Night of Champions that that would make more sense? Yeah. And it's a Saudi Arabia show. Um, unifying all these belts at Night of Champions could work. Hmm. So, d- would you go far as far as the IC and US? No, you'd keep them brand specific, keep them and then you've got specific. women's tag and uh, Universal. Going across yep. to, I love that idea. Like, yeah, it's 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 what I, that's I think way it's better to me. We don't have any other like side belt. We don't have twenty four seven nonsense. We don't have cruiserweight nonsense anymore. So those two belts, the U.S. and the Intercontinental, should stay. You know, on each brand and perspective brand, and everything else should be unified. It's cleaner. It's way cleaner, and that means yeah. those weeks you don't have your champion appearing on a on a SmackDown. You have Gunther in the main event defending the IC title. You have even at some pay per views, yeah. whoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I love that idea, and like I'd be way more for that than splitting these things. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's it. I think for for WWE talk this week, uh, there was I managed to catch it right before uh, the beginning of this show. The uh, Mercedes Monet versus Mayu Iwatani match. Monet. Um, from stardom what is it i can't remember the name of this show world of stardom super stardom grand prix it wasn't a grand prix <laughs> all-star grand queen there we go. uh that's the one um yeah mercedes and mayu had a pretty good match got to check it out right before this uh kind of felt it could have still gone up a bit of a gear um but uh yeah mercedes dropping the title here to mayu iwatani um, but saying that she isn't done, she's been pretty adamant that no, it's I'm still I'm still in New Japan. She's going to be on the resurgence event in California. Um, but yeah, sticking around, but without the title, which I found quite an interesting decision. That might be an easy way to tie in AEW. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the holdout. You know, if if she's sticking around and it's not to like do an AEW match or two. If she doesn't pop up in AEW, she's going back to WWE immediately. Yeah, but if she does, I mean, she still could pop up in WWE. But Forbidden Door seems like the way she's headed. Um, I, I didn't see the match with her, Mayu. I did see her gear. She looked amazing. She looked great. She always does. The she the whole does. Tiger Mask Eddie tribute yeah. for the entrance. Yeah, she looked incredible. Amazing. Isn't her uh, fiance or husband uh, like a costume designer? He, he is. Yeah. He he's. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he made her look oh, like her a million bucks awesome. all the time. And this this gear, I think, is like 
one of the gears of the year for me. I, I trust me, if you, you know Davy, I'm really big on how these people look when they come to the ring. Yep. And she crushed it today. She crushed it. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, I thought she looked fantastic. I, I think yeah. you might be right. Like taking the title off her might be a way politically to be able to do some other matches. Um, Julia also dropped her title um, on this show, which Julia Mercedes Monet is a match I absolutely want to see. And maybe, yeah, having mm-hmm. the titles off of both of them, it, it makes it a little easier to to book possibly um whether that's gonna i i can't see i don't think they've announced her opponent for resurgence yet but i am hoping uh i want to see the julia match and i want to see the suri match with with mercedes before she she finishes her gap year um and yeah doing doing a big match at at wembley or forbidden door um absolutely um yeah forbidden door may be more likely i just think that the name value of Mercedes Monet being in Wembley would definitely help that show. Absolutely. It, any kind of star power toward the AEW women's roster is very much needed. So, yeah, I, I would love to see uh, Mercedes in Forbidden Door. The th- it's the only reason she should stick around New Japan. And I, I, mean, think, I think just doing these sort of, uh, you know, ticking off the dream matches and then going home is kind of what I want to see because I... I don't see her really it sounds bad and it and it is being critical of the women's division but beyond doing the Britt Baker and Jamie Hayder match in AEW I don't really have interest in seeing her against anyone else there no Britt Jamie Soraya, Soraya. um maybe Jade other than that she can go back to WWE yeah because the other horse women are doing just fine yeah besides Charlotte but yeah, she can definitely go back. It's nothing nothing else to do in AEW. I mean, I don't want to see her like pigeonholed to 930 on AEW. Yeah. So yeah, she can go over there and have those those pinpoint matches and take herself back. She can Mercedes can pretty much go on a world tour the rest of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. And it can end in Mania next year. I think she said she's living in Japan now. She's like she she said she's awesome. like committed to it and she's she's got her own apartment there and and she's learning Japanese. So she does seem to be committed to to New Japan at this point. But we all know wrestlers say things as well. Yeah. I mean, apartments aren't that expensive in Japan. I've done the research. Right. She can okay. definitely afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, it wasn't much for her to pack up and move to Japan for a while. Um, I, I think she's enjoying the training over there. Mm. Um, from what I've seen, she is hitting a little harder which i always enjoy the women that hit hard yeah me too um that's kind of one of my thing with um with aw women they don't hit hard mm. um so mercedes over in japan she's really laying it in and that's how it's supposed to be if you want us to really you want to open some eyes with women's wrestling start punching them in the mouth ladies <laughs> pop them in the mouth and you know like because these stardom girls you're not going to see anything like this no you know i'm not even that um I'm not even that big of a stardom fan, but when I do catch a match or two, I'm always impressed. So any mixture of these women coming over here or doing forbidden show, forbidden door, I'm going to be all in for. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up as well. Uh, you mentioned gear. Did you see Kyrie's gear at this no, show? No, I didn't. 
she no. looked uh try trying I'm trying to find the photo to send you but her her entrance uh mm-hmm. she looked she looked awesome and new trios champion Kairi saying uh, oh nice nice yeah so maybe that's something we could see show. like yeah. a, a trios you know like stardom VAW trios match could be fun you could do so the outcast versus the stardom trios champions yeah i think that would be great yeah forbidden door That'd be absolutely good, how do you get mercedes in that well, Mercedes would have the singles match. You do Mercedes, Jamie Hader, right? Mercedes, Jamie Hader at Forbidden Door, okay. and then the uh, the trios. I think okay, that would be good. That'd be nice. I want to see because um, I know she would love that too. I w- I would love to see Athena mix it up with some of these Stardom girls too. She's the True. forgotten champion. She is because she's and lost in ROH division, right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I w- I know she would love to do some matches with those Stardom ladies. So please, Tony Khan. She's someone who lays it in thick as well. She's you. You say about throwing punches. She ain't afraid to throw a punch. So yeah, her mixing up with them would be pretty good. Uh, Yeah, especially as an ROH champ, like she can she can defend against someone. Uh, Well, that brings it to the end of everything I've thought we could talk about this week. I don't know if you've got any anything else uh, you wanted to bring up that you're aware of in the world of wrestling. Oh, no, I think we touched every corner that we could this week. It was a kind of a slow week in wrestling and news. So, you know, I think we got everything yeah. took care of. Ted DiBiase Jr. was a naughty boy, apparently taking money oh. from charities to buy boats and cars. So, Oh, he was trying to fuck on them? Yeah. Great. So fuck Great that guy. Ted. But yeah, Great. like father, like he's, son. But Yeah, he's just a class act, isn't he? Yeah. Real Brett Favre, isn't he? Yeah. Let's get- <laughs> uh, apart from that, I think that wraps it up for this week's episode of Poison Rana. Uh, B, thank you very much for, for joining me. Um, where can we find you? What have you got? We, we've already plugged What Up Do, but give it one last plug before we say goodbye. Please, please uh, tune in to What Up Do next week. If you want to hear me and John Cena um, do better than the WWE with their own draft with their own roster because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna book way better um and you can catch me on instagram cool game mcb you can catch me on facebook um at the brian Tannehill, and you can definitely drop me a line in the uh poison rana group and i'll get back with you any questions or uh we're going to be dropping a feedback feed on for what up though um i think this week sometime so if you got any questions for what up though you can drop them in there for me or uh Sino. Um, my podcast, Detroit Players Podcast, that I record, it's been on a little hiatus, but we're coming back. It's um really, really rude podcast. <laughs> um, don't listen to it with your kids in the car. Uh, uh, other than that, um, hopefully I get to see some of you listeners um, for at Forbidden Door or here in SummerSlam. Oh uh, yeah, down in Fort Field. So if um, if you're going to be going to a four field for SummerSlam or you're going to be going to Forbidden Door, if I make the trip up for Forbidden Door, um, I hope to see everybody. Um, always have a good time with you guys. Uh, once again, thank you, Davey, for um, having me up last year for um, Rampage and Dynamite. That was one of the best we trips don't mention I've never Rampage, been to Toronto. B. You came for Dynamite. We don't mention Rampage. Look, look, we were really, really drunk at Rampage. Yeah, so we were. <laughs> I love the Aneo happy hour. Those tequilas. Those yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. want to. I was. I've been telling people about Aneo and that uh, place, the butcher shop. We got the sandwich from. Oh, Cumbres, don't, yeah. don't. I'm getting hungry. It's the best. Uh, Cumbres in uh, in Toronto. One oh, of the best boy. sandwiches. Absolutely. Yeah, honestly, check it out. <laughs> it's it's worth every cent. It's one of the. It's my life changing. That sandwich. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to do more karaoke with you guys this summer, man. Um, always have a great time with you guys. 
So yeah, um, if you want to, like I said, if you want to drop me a line on the uh, Facebook page uh, for what up though, you can do that. Yep, everyone, sign up to the Facebook group. Uh, just search for Poison Rana. You'll see the frog. Give it a little follow. Uh, we'll keep you updated with uh, feedback threads and shows we have coming out. If you don't use Facebook and Twitter or Instagram is your thing, you can follow us at Poison Rana Pod. Join us every Tuesday as we talk about NXT on Up Next on the Post Wrestling feed. And you can follow me at Davey Portman. But that brings us to an end today. Happy Sunday, everyone, or Monday if you're listening to then, or three years from now, whatever. Have a great life, guys. Take care. Be safe. Ahoy! Poison Rana.